You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. I'm April. This is Chad. And I'm Daniel. And we've got a fun episode for you today. We are going to be reviewing Boy State, a new documentary on Apple TV. And then we are going to hear what we've all been watching lately. See if you can, maybe you'll get some ideas of some good stuff to watch. And then we are going to do a favorite pastime and a fan favorite. Or maybe it's just one of our favorites. Who knows? <laughs> but we're going to play Flick Chart. And it's just the three of us, so there will probably be a lot of tiebreakers that one person decides. So we'll have a lot Mm -hmm. of power tonight, more than usual. That'll be fun. Before we dive into the review, just want to remind everybody to check us out on our social media channels on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash ScreenersCast and at ScreenersCast on Twitter. We would love to hear from you, so please hit us up. And without further ado, we're going to do a What Have You Been Watching? Now we're going to hear what we've all been watching lately. So, Daniel, I'm sure you've, you're you the one that usually watches everything under the sun, so you'll probably have the longest list. So let's start yes. with you. What have you been watching? I have been pretty busy, but I've found some time to watch quite a few things still. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of walk you through some of the good stuff. Um, I'll, I'll avoid some of the crappy stuff, uh, like Tesla coming out this weekend. It's no, it's just no good. Don't watch it. You watched um, it? Yeah, it's, it, my review's oh. dropping in the next picture this week. It's, it's no oh. good. It's, it's, eh, it's weak. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I said I'm focusing on positive things, April. So here we go. Right, so, right. Uh, so first of all, not, this is not a recent thing at all. It's just... we. We, it's not what have you been watching that's new. It's just what have you been watching. So one thing I've been watching, uh, one of my goals for the year was to finally finish AFI's top 100 movies. Um, I had somehow wow. just never never gone through the whole list. I had watched, uh, at the beginning of the year, I had about 20 or 22 movies left on that list that I just never watched. And so uh, last week, I finally finished the whole list. And so the last nice. two, last two films impressive. I watched... It, it, I loved, I loved it. I loved doing it. I loved. I mean, so many great movies. Not all of them are amazing, but they're all they all have value in some way because they contributed to you know. His, there's a reason they're on this list, right? right. Um, and so it's really it's really great. And I've been listening to the Unspooled podcast um, with uh, Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson, which really uh, which they they go through the the same list, and so it's a great companion piece. Uh, the last two movies that I watched to complete the list were Swing Time, the uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers movie, um, which was okay. And then uh, The Philadelphia Story with uh, Catherine Hepburn, uh, James Stewart, and uh, yeah. and Cary Grant, which was charming. I really liked that movie a lot. So uh, so anyway, so I highly recommend doing that. Um, obviously, none of those are recent, but it was just a, it's just a great thing. It's just a great list, uh, even even if uh, you don't love all the movies, they all... Uh, they all have, have some good, something good to contribute to film there. So uh, my next list project is uh, watching, finally watching all the Best Picture winners. Uh, I have about twenty more to go, all from the nineteen fifties or earlier. So, so that's my next thing. Nice. So uh, for more recent stuff, um, I just finished Perry Mason, the HBO series, and Ooh. I liked that a lot. Um, uh, eight episodes. 
great mystery, great noir style. Matthew Reese is excellent as a lead. It's definitely dark, FYI, mm. just before you watch it. It's definitely dark. Um, the, the case that they're trying to solve is about uh, the murder of a, a baby. Um, so it's... Mm. So it's, it's sad in that regard, obviously. So just FYI, but it, it's re- I still recommend it. it. It's a really great mystery. It feels, feels like a throwback in a lot of ways. But uh, yeah, so really great miniseries there. I also started the final season of Last Chance You. Um, hmm. I have championed that, that documentary series since it began on this show. Um, I love it so much. I, I'm sad to see it go. I think it's I think it's right that it wraps up now, but uh, I'm sad to see it go. I haven't finished the final season yet. I'm halfway through it. Uh, but it's still just so well done. Uh, some of the best documentary filmmaking out there. Beautifully shot. Great you know, connection to characters. So uh, really enjoyable no matter how much you like or don't like football because I don't really care about football, and I love the show. So, hmm. so there you go. I think they're doing a basketball one for Netflix. That's what I've heard. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but uh, I hope they are, because I would love to watch it with the same creators and all that. It is a great, great show, so no good. doubt. I've so never good. seen it. It's really great. The first season is the best, so hmm. uh, the first season I've is one of the best. things. It's one of the best seasons of television I've ever watched. It's really incredible. So I, I highly recommend did, okay, did watch. Have... Did you watch Sorry, Cheer? What? No, I didn't watch that either. Oh, okay. This is from the same same filmmakers. Oh, uh, yeah, it's great. It's oh, amazing. okay. Cool. What were you gonna ask? Well, I was gonna. It's actually kind of picking back back to Perry Mason. I actually, oh, sure. uh, Beecher and I watched the first five minutes of it, and then there was like a somewhat of a. I haven't uh, seen it. Be careful. Disturbing scene. Yeah. Just a disturbing scene within the first five minutes. Yeah. That involved the kid yeah. you were talking yeah. about, the baby. Mm-hmm. That looked like the same age as my one-year-old, Ooh, and yeah. literally, Beach and I were like, "Nope." So we yeah. stopped watching it. So, but does it does it stay at that level of disturbing throughout, or uh, was that um, the most of it? Because I know sometimes HBO does shock factor right away, so you know yeah, what you're getting into. I mean, uh, like I said, and this is not a spoiler. It's the premise of the show. It, it, the, right. the, the mystery that they're solving is uh, is about the, the the dead child. So, like, of course, yeah. that that's involved with the whole season. I would say the first episode is the darkest for sure. Um, okay. So yeah, but I mean, they're still you know, they're still talking about that case the whole time. So mm-hmm. so it, it, definitely that was a shocking moment to me too. Like it for sure, no question that that was pretty upsetting. I have I have two kids under two years old as well, so it was pretty uh, uh, yeah, yeah pretty shocking. But uh, yeah, I think the first episode is the darkest. So you, so you you might be able to give it a try. It's also the first episode is kind of the raunchiest. There's there's quite a bit of like sex and nudity in the first episode and okay. a little bit throughout. But but the first episode is the the darkest and the raunchiest. So it kind of you know gets better from there. But uh, I, I okay. still recommend it. I think I think if you guys can get past the first episode, it's uh, it's worth a watch. All right. Well, we might give it another shot. All right, what else have you been watching? Just one more thing. Um, another documentary. This is a really documentary-heavy uh, episode here. We're going to review Boy State. Um, but I, I also caught up with the documentary John Lewis, Good Trouble, um, which was oh. released It was released literally two weeks before um, uh, Congressman John Lewis passed away. Um, it is really great. You know, I, I, um, I'm, I'm sorry to say I really didn't know much about John Lewis's life um, mm. uh, before watching this film, other than that he was a congressman, that he was involved in the civil rights movement. Um, but man, what a life. What a life he led. It, it really goes all through his fights for civil rights all the way uh, up until the end of his life. And uh, really inspiring. Um, 
you know, makes you angry in, in a lot of ways too. Uh, but yeah. I think um, uh, in good ways, in needed ways. So yeah, I, I really, I really recommend that documentary. It's a, it's a great, a great piece of filmmaking. And again, remarkable watching it, knowing it came out right before he passed away. Um, that's, it's pretty crazy. So uh, yeah. definitely recommend it. I've heard good things about that documentary. Yeah. I, I want to watch it for sure. Yeah, it's good. It's it's uh, it's a rental. It's not on any uh, free streaming service, but uh, but I rented it on iTunes. So, yeah, it's great. Highly recommend it. So that's what I've been watching. So um, definitely quite quite a few good things. So uh, yeah, awesome. All right. Well, Chad, to you. What have you been watching? Well, unlike Daniel, I have not been able to watch as many things, but I have uh, had a chance to catch up with a few things that were older, not older as in like Daniel's uh, projects of watching films from the 50s, but older in the last you know several months. And so I've, I've actually watched a couple of movies uh, and one TV show, which I mentioned the TV show uh, last week, uh, or our last show, which is uh, Schitt's Creek. Mm-hmm. I am, uh, I'm maybe halfway done now with the first season and i think i'm gonna love it i i I had lots of people say that it gets better and better and i already really like it so uh so i'm in i'm gonna keep watching that i love the i love all the people that are involved and so uh, i have full confidence that i will continue to love that and then i watched two films one uh is a little bit newer and that's the old guard on netflix Ah, Uh, it's the yeah it's the charlie's theron and this movie's interesting so i was surprised when it was finished i because i always the first thing i do after i finish a movie is check you know the rotten tomatoes and metacritic and see what the consensus was and it's like at an 87 or 88 and that was surprising to me i didn't dislike this movie but it seems to be that there are a lot of people that really i mean really like it i like the action Uh, choreography i think is pretty special in a few places i think the writing is kind of dry and i think the story yeah i think the story is kind of wrote you know we've seen Hmm. it a lot before i mean the the principal conceit is interesting and it's in the trailer um so i don't think it's a spoiler to say that this old guard if you will are people that are essentially immortal and so it talks about the good that they do through military operations they're obviously super Hmm. soldiers after being alive for 700 years i like the conceit of it it's based on a comic series but i don't think the movie was that good but a lot of people really like it like i said it's almost like at a 90 on it rotten tomatoes so wow uh, and that's and that's from top critics that's not overall so anyway get that i i I, i'm with you pretty much like it it was a overall fine fine like i didn't hate it but overall it's just pretty dumb it's just kind of dumb overall uh but the action is decent and the world building is interesting world building Uh, concept is interesting yeah yeah. but yeah the writing is pretty terrible (laughs) yeah the writing's rough and the villains are super mustache twirly they're all like you know it's just come on but uh it was okay i mean i've I've definitely seen worse and then another movie that we did talk about and i think daniel was a champion of for a bit and i have to wholeheartedly agree with him unless i'm mischaracterizing what he said and if so i apologize but i finally got a chance to see ben affleck in the way back Mm. i freaking love that movie yes i love it it is my favorite movie of the year so far i love it so much i love the way it is shot i love the performances i love every single thing about that movie i was wholly unprepared i mean i'd heard some good things but thought okay Hmm. we'll see and it knocked me off my feet people i mean it's it's a great film it is a great film and ben affleck is great in it and the cast around him is great 
it's just really a remarkable movie, and I love it. I, I, I'm surprised that more people aren't talking about it. Actually, I'm not. It's kind of a small movie, but I, well, I wholeheartedly recommend it. Didn't it get released right around the town, ta- the right around the time mm. that everything yes. shut down? It too. Did. It was. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. I think two things. One. Uh, if it hadn't been released right, like when everything was shutting down, it, things would have been different. Also, if it had been released in the fall, I, I think they don't know fully what they didn't know what they had. I mm-hmm. think Ben Affleck really could be in contention for 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 like best actor awards. Uh, it's that good. I agree, especially given how the the you know the year is shaking out. Who who the heck knows what the Oscars are going to shape up shape up to be given given the mm-hmm. coronavirus? But yeah, it's I I I'm so glad you loved it, man. I, I love it. Daniel. I was blown away. I was so surprised. <laughs> like yeah it, it really i feel like it shouldn't have be as good as it is I like know. it's just really great so if you haven't seen it in april you've not seen it i haven't oh where is yeah, it streaming or do you, is it for rent no i had to rent it i don't okay. think it's streaming yet yeah. but as someone who has a has basketball in their history i know I you know. definitely need to watch it i think you'll love it i loved it it's really great yeah awesome so that so that's it for me those two movies and then schitt's creek Okay. Uh, actually, I'm rewatching Shit's Creek with Beecher because he's never seen it. So, is he digging it? Does he like oh, it? Oh, yeah, he does. I think he likes to watch shows slower than, slower than I do, and I'm like, let's watch another one. So I think I annoy him <laughs> <laughs> with that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he he is liking it. I think he it's getting funnier for him. I think with each episode, and I'm actually enjoying it just as much the second time through. So it's fun. It's um, great. Yeah. So what I've been watching, I finally saw. On Disney Plus, the new Star Wars movie, Rise of the Skywalker, because I didn't mm. see you it when it came it yet? out. No, mm. honestly, I kind of like Embrace I. It. I really wanted to see it in theaters, and then when I, that didn't happen, I just kind of lost interest, and it got mediocre reviews, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, it's go, just gonna go be there. go there, April." Yeah, it's just gonna be another one of the same, and it kind of was. So yeah, it was fine. And then there it is. No, no, let's talk about this a little longer because I hate that movie. <laughs> I hate it so much. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I just I was trying to project my hatred of that film onto you, hoping that you would latch on. It's fine. It, I mean, I wouldn't say I hated it. I honestly, I honestly just don't think. I feel like I was a bigger Star Wars fan before these new remakes of or the new episodes came out with Disney. I I actually enjoyed the Force Awakens, but it could have just been because it was fun being back in that world. But uh, yeah, other than that, I kind of just. It was fine. Did you want to hate on it some more? Do you want me to nope. pass the mic? I, I did. We have a full like hour and a half discussion of me <laughs> hating on it. And then Daniel and Chris being like, you're so stupid. And I'm like, no, you're stupid. So if you want to revisit I mean, there were some really cool special effects and some very cool scenes for sure. But as far as a movie and like, I just didn't care really about any of the characters really. Because it's all a, it's a movie of doing nothing except tying up plot holes to make fanboys happy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Moving on. You better go. Daniel's getting frustrated again. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then on, I finally watched on HBO, uh, regular HBO, because I still don't have HBO Max thing, Richard Jewell, which I did not see last year. Oh, but that yeah. Was, nice. I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was very well done and fascinating because yeah. I didn't know much about the film or much about the actual story. So that was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Sunday, I watched the premiere of the new series on HBO, Lovecraft Country. Oh, did I you can't guys wait. watch it? Not yet. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, I can watch it on. Oh, wait a minute. No, I can't. I don't have HBO Max. It's so. not HBO wait, Max. No, it's on it's HBO. Just, yeah, it's regular HBO. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, it, well, it premiered Sunday, just like Game of Thrones, like regular slot, nine o'clock. That seems like it's gonna be the next big thing. Like, I'll say I love. I I really loved the first episode. I mean, it's weird, be. but in 
the best way. It's like a little bit gorier version of. Is it based on actual Lovecraft stuff? Do you know? No, it's a book. It's a book. I mean, it, it's like it's like inspired by Lovecraft stuff and uses that uses Lovecraft ah, and tropes and stuff. But it's based yeah. on it, okay. its own book. Yeah, I kind interesting. Of, it feels a little bit like Green Book meets Stranger Things, but gorier. Yeah, I have. Uh, I saw it. People were tweeting about it like crazy, but I didn't know anything about it. So that's that's cool. I'll wait a few more. Is it a series? I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, yeah. The first episode just happened. So and cool. Produced was, by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I will definitely wait a few more episodes before yeah, I jump in. But yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, my, my only hesitation, again, having not watched an episode yet, is J.J. Abrams TV shows have a, have a tendency to have amazing first and second seasons and then go down the tubes after that. So We'll just enjoy those first two seasons. Hey, you know, I will. Well, have, have they said anything about multiple seasons? I think it's a running series. I don't think it's a miniseries. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think it is. I have no idea. I just know Beecher was like, we're watching this. Like, okay. <laughs> and then I liked it. All right. And then other thing that I, I started watching Dead to Me on Netflix. Hmm. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys How is that? that? I've heard mixed things. I would say I, I watched the first few episodes last year and was like, oh, that's kind of funny, but then kind of lost interest for a while and then picked it back up. So I wouldn't say it's the best show that I've ever seen because I don't get excited to watch the next episode, mm. if that makes sense. But I'm curious enough to eventually watch the next episode. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's like a dark comedy. It tonally is different. So it's hard to know how to feel when certain mm. things happen. But, um, okay. yeah, overall, I like it. Um, and then I've been forced to watch a ton of baseball because uh, <laughs> baseball's going on right now. So literally baseball is always on. Go Braves. Um, yes, we are Braves fans here and Rangers fans, but I really haven't been watching. So, And then the NBA basketball uh, playoffs just started. Yep. And so go Mavericks. Been watching that or watched that nope. last night. Yeah, we have um, this. We're out here in Vegas. We have this brand new Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders. And yeah. so I'm like, are they going to mm. use it? <laughs> What's going to happen? Crazy stuff. Um, the only other thing that I've watched, and I, I've debated whether or not to say it, because I don't know if I'm embarrassed by this or not. Maybe I'm not. Uh, whatever. We'll continue. Um, so about a month ago, this was before <laughs> sports, I we were wanting to watch something that was kind of competitive <laughs> that we'd never seen before to kind of fill that itch. We'd already watched The Last Dance. and Anyway, so we watched a season, an older season, not one of the new ones because we didn't have access to it. We watched the most recent season that was on Hulu, which was season six of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I've heard so much about RuPaul's Drag Race, and I've never watched it. What, how How is it? So it was not what I was expecting. They actually do, like, I was thinking it was just guys dress up as women and then, like, whatever the best-looking woman wins. But that is not it at all. It's, like, they do, like, sewing competitions, and they have to create a film, and they have to write scripts, and they have to write songs, and they have to, like, they. it's literally, like, a competition for everything. The only thing I haven't seen yet are sports in it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Listen, it was very no, entertaining. No, no disrespect to that because I'm sure it's great. But if you're trying to scratch scratch that competitive itch, go watch Last Chance You. Yeah, really. It is so great. <laughs> okay, well, it maybe, is so great. <laughs> I do want to see that. Maybe I said scratch the competitive itch to justify why we started watching Drag Race. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's right. Um, 
But yeah, no, I do need to see Last Chance You. I've heard good things. But anyway, no, I mean, it was Drag Race is massively popular. There's I mean, so much um, pop culture references yeah. that I didn't know oh, for sure. came from Drag Race. So that was, and also it's a whole new world. Well, we and were, now that you're TikTok famous, you got to stay up on all that yeah, stuff. Really. Oh, I know. I literally, guys, I'm so in over my head on TikTok. I get Gen Z comments like all the time, and I'm Googling <laughs> acronyms and what they mean. I feel so old. Is this an insult or is this a compliment? I know. I'm like, don't know. I'm like, let me get, figure out what you're saying first. And then, um, but yeah, anyway, so that that's it for me. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, and with that, we are going to dive into our review of Boy State. I will not be joining because I do not have Apple TV, so Daniel and Chad will take that away, and I will come back for Flick Chart. I will skip the part where I brag for three minutes about how great and cool I am, seeing as we are all qualified young men of skill and character. People like that stuff. People like that stuff a lot. Some people say they're a sports junkie. I say I'm a politics junkie. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. I'm playing this like a game. I would like very much to win. I love it, boys. I love it. Where are you from? I come from a very modest family. Uh, I'm on the course to be the first one to graduate from high school. I'm a progressive person, and I'm in a room full of mostly conservative people. Our masculinity shall not be infringed. I've never seen so many white people ever. I feel like everybody has a secret underlying need for bipartisanship. A message of unity, as good as it sounds, is not winning anyone any elections. The IMDb description of Boys State reads, A thousand 17-year-old boys from Texas joined together to build a representative government from the ground up. This is a documentary premiered at Sundance, won the Grand Jury Prize for documentary at Sundance, uh, and is produced by A24, and is now on Apple TV+. Plus. Is this our first official review of, of an Apple TV I think, Plus thing? I think so. I, think I know for me, it's, it's the first film I've watched on Apple TV+. Plus, okay, so gotcha. there you go. Yeah, we, I don't think we reviewed uh, the Tom Hanks one. I can't remember. Uh, Greyhound? Greyhound. No, we did not. So, uh, but I watched it. But yeah, this is our first official review of an Apple TV Plus film. So there you go. Uh, it is a documentary, like I said. It's directed by Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss. So let's dive in. Um, first of all, Chad. So Boys State is a is a thing. Uh, is an event in states all across the country. Um, so first, just did you know anything about Boys State before watching the movie? And then and then just tell me what you thought of the film. No, dude, I had no clue what Same. this was. I had no clue. I, um, <laughs> and here's the thing is I grew up as an and still am, but an avid fan of government. And I think I've mentioned on the show several times that my original intent was to be an attorney. So I, I love government government or the study of government, I should say. I love the study of politics. I love I don't love politics. Quite the contrary. But <laughs> I love the study of politics and the process. And so I was the first thing, maybe 10, because I didn't even read the description of this. You sent out the thing saying we were going to review this. And so because, as you know, I'm spoiler reverse. I was like, OK, I have no idea what this is. Let's go. And 10 minutes in, I was already like, why did I not know about this when I was a child? This looks insane. And it was <laughs> absolutely insane. Uh, so, yes, no, I, I did not know anything about it, but I was absolutely enthralled with the concept and overall, as far as the documentary is concerned, uh, I think it's great. I think it's thoroughly entertaining. I think it is 
interesting from a lot of different perspectives. I think it's beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, right off right off the jump. I mean, it, it looks like a film. There were there were scenes of just the kids walking down the street, holding their flags, going from one building to the other. And I was like, this could be in any movie. It's right. just be- beautifully shot, beautifully composed. I really, really did like it. I would say two thirds of the way through it. I thought I was going to just be head over heels in love with it. And I think uh, I don't know that we'll have an official spoiler yeah. section, but maybe we should say at some point that we're going to give away kind of what happens. But I do think, unfortunately, the weakest part of the film is the last 20 minutes, except for the last five minutes. The last five minutes <laughs> okay. are fantastic, but I, I think there's some clear, I think they dropped the ball and I can't talk about it until we can like go full spoiler. So I'll do that then. But overall, I think. Uh, They're really compelling. I'm going to call them characters uh, just because it's easier to do that, uh, even though it's a documentary. There's some really compelling characters. I think they the decision on who they decided to follow, because, you know, when they shot this, they shot they followed many more people than just these three or four. But I, I think that was really smart. Uh, It's really interesting. It sets up some tension. I love the idea and the optimism and energy and the naivete of youth. You know, it makes you yearn for the days when you were so earnest and thought, man, I can change the world. Uh, And so I I love that aspect of it. I really did. This movie reminded me a lot of without giving a lot away about either of the, the film primary colors with John Travolta, mm-hmm. which I love yeah. and I think is underrated, but the overarching message of that one, I thought aligned very well with, I think the overarching message of this one of the overarching messages of this was, which is sometimes you may be asked to compromise your personal beliefs in order to be electable so that you have a chance to do what you would consider is good in the future. And I think it does a good job of cementing that idea, even in these boys who are, they're coming up and some of their laws are like, we're going to, anybody who drives a Prius has to move to Oklahoma. (laughs) You know, it's that kind of stuff. But I think the concept of it is really, really interesting. I think it explores some uh, things as far as compromising and covering up uh, flaws or lying about the other opponent lots of things that we see uh, on a daily basis here uh, in America but how far is too far what would you do to lead or to be a good leader and I think it explores those in a really interesting way and if you're at all even just slightly interested watching these boys figure out how to be men in a way around and you just it's a microcosm of the world right it's it's people campaigning to get what they want it's people playing games to to win a contest so it's interesting i think it's knowing nothing about it i was i was really quite taken with it how about you what did you think yeah i i knew nothing about boys state as well before watching right. the movie. i'd never heard of it and i'm actually kind of shocked um that me and tyler hadn't heard of it first of all i wish tyler was here for this review this I mean, he is going to f- go head over heels for this movie, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I'm shocked that he and I never, like, did this in high school. I feel like this is the exact sort of thing that we would have done, uh, that my high school would have taken part in. So I'm, I'm shocked yeah. that I'd never heard of this. Um, and like you, I, I went in really blind. I had a screener for this film a few weeks ago. Shameless plug. I was able to interview the directors uh, for this last week. Uh, nice. For the Next Best Picture podcast. You can go listen to that. And so, yeah, I, I I went in really blind. In fact, I had read something misleading. So I actually thought the movie was something completely different. I thought it was like boys like leading some kind of rebellion. I didn't really know what the heck right. it was. And so, uh, 
Yeah, I I like you. I I I like qual- politics quite a bit, or like the you know <laughs> being up on politics. I don't like the act of, of politics, right. but uh, but I stay stay really informed. I'm really passionate about it. Um, I don't post about politics because I I really prefer personal connections rather than potentially alienating people before you know just on Facebook no doubt. or whatever. Uh, but I am very passionate about it, and um, I have to say I absolutely love this movie so much. I was blown away and i think going in blind was really helpful for that yeah boy state is not only my favorite documentary of the year so far uh and not only is it one of my favorite films of the year so far it is my favorite film of the year so far i i was really blown away by how much i love this movie It, it juggles so many tones it's certainly terrifying in many ways i mean you get a bunch of 17 year olds 17 year old boys together uh to talk about politics and they mainly care about one thing and nothing else uh and so it's kind of terrifying but then it's it's funny in a lot of ways just because it's a bunch of 17 year old guys who care deeply about politics and there's something just kind of funny about about that but more than any of those things this movie is so full of hope like this movie i left so hopeful and like inspired genuinely when i talked to the directors they 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 talked about that they were inspired to make the film uh, after all the hyperpolarization we all experienced in 2016, um, right. and so they wanted to make a film about bipartisanship. That was that was their whole goal, and I think they absolutely succeeded. I think they totally succeeded in this. This movie is all about politics, but I honestly think it can be enjoyed by people on any point of the political spectrum. Like it's not trying to convince you of one side or the other at all. It's really about how we can come together and find middle ground. Um, that's the whole point of the movie. And I was so inspired by these kids. Obviously, Steven, most of all, um, uh, Renee is one of the best and funniest documentary characters really I've is. seen in ages. But the other characters, too, uh, Ben and that other kid. I forget the I keep forgetting the other kid's name. Uh, Robert, I think. Uh, they, they were all so so fascinating and so real. I just I loved what this movie showed. It's 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 about middle ground. It's about working together. That that it's possible. You can really do it. And more than any of those things, too, it, it's gripping. The movie is really gripping. I mean, it is it's very a, exciting. Yeah. It's an ex, it's an election movie. It's a movie about a, a a contest. About there's a there's a they're they're fighting and running for something. And so um, there's just the inherent excitement of. What's going to happen? Who's going to win? How's this all going to shake out? And so it's just gripping in that sense. So, man, it's it's just a great film overall because it, it's doing all of these really de- different things. And there are so many surprises, so many unexpected moments, like most of what Renee does, just the way the, the race shakes out, um, exactly like you, you hinted at, you know, what what would you or wouldn't you do if, if you were in politics? Um what lines would you cross? What lines wouldn't you cross? Um, it explores all of it, yeah. All of it. All of it. I, I, I loved it so much. And I, I was just really blown away. And I think it's phenomenal. I think it's really, really well done. I think it's a great movie for our times, for being in an election year ourselves. You know, like, I think it's just encouraging. If you're feeling any political burnout or, you know, but no, again, no matter which end of the political spectrum you're on, I, honestly, I think this is a movie for Republicans. It's a movie for Democrats. It's a movie for, for independents. It's a movie for all of them because it's just about what we could be, you know? Um, and so I, I really, I really loved this movie a lot. I, I just honestly haven't stopped thinking about it 
since I watched it. So yeah, I'm I'm head over heels, man. I loved it. I loved it. Wow, yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm definitely, uh, it's definitely in my top ten for sure. I agree that this is a film uh, that does a very unique balancing act where it is about politics, but both sides and the middle could enjoy it and can take it take yeah. away something positive from it. I do stop. I don't want to say disagree. That's too strong. I do fall short of fully loving it because I do think in what I was saying earlier about the last 20 minutes outside of the last five minutes where I cried and I was yes. just so in it. I was just like, oh, I love that part. And I, I love the very ending. But I do think this movie, the only time that I feel like I felt and, and let me also say this, too, without sounding snooty, because this will be sound much worse than I mean it. Is that, you know, I've been involved in the making of many documentaries in my life. And so it's one of the things that I feel like the director's point of view and not necessarily their personal point of view, but the point of view that they were most sympathetic toward for one character was kind of their hand was played a little bit in the last 20 minutes. And here's what I mean. And so at this point, we're going to talk specifically about the ending. So if you don't want to hear about yeah. the ending, then you should skip forward. Chad, Chad, why don't we just go into a full spoiler section? You want to do it? it? Okay, it, let's do that. It really is. It really is, you know, worth talking about. In Especially with happens. the mechanism yeah. of what this whole thing is about. Yeah, yeah. So, I agree. So let's okay. just dive into a full spoiler section for Boy State. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got him? But there's so many places it wouldn't have occurred to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there and all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. Okay. okay. All right. So, Chad, what what were you gonna talk about with the, with the, the way it's? Yeah. So obviously, this thing is about elections. It's not just about the the gubernatorial election, but that is the big one. And so the characters that we are primarily following are uh, it's the two parties. You have the Federalist Party and the Nationalist Party. And the Nationalist Party is uh, Rene and then uh, Garza. What's his first name? Stephen. Stephen Garza. Stephen and Stephen Garza. And Garza, we meet early on. And this is what I was saying from a practical standpoint of making documentaries. I'm sure that when they were making this documentary, they probably followed, to some extent, 15 or 20 different you know, individuals. I actually kids. have an answer for that. Uh, okay. They, they only they, – I don't understand it. They really only followed one other person that they didn't end up showing. So they really, really? did follow Stephen, uh, Ben, and um, – is his name well, Robert? I keep forgetting. I don't um, have the IMDb up. I don't know. The the other party leader yes. for the for the Federalists. Yes. Yeah. They only followed the, those three yeah. guys and then one other one other guy that they didn't end up showing. And then of course they, they pivoted to Renee, obviously, once they realized who, who he was. I yeah, gotcha. So they, they actually went across sorry to interrupt you, but just on no, the process. Fine. They 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 actually interviewed like all of these guys in the lead up to to the film, they were crossing Texas to interview and and cast this film. Really, well, that was and a so, good guess. <laughs> I know, I know. I was I, I asked them that. I mean, that is it's. I'm blown away at their the sheer luck. Really. Well, and so I, that's that's really cool. And so that actually makes what I'm about to say I feel like even stronger is that just the mere presence of the documentary crew in this 
organization in the boy state changes things, right? Sure. Because especially with 17-year-old boys, you've got camera crews falling around specific individuals. And so that certainly helps to some degree. There may be some resentment or whatever, but but that does change things a little bit. And certainly the way that some of the speeches are edited starts to, in those last 20 minutes, I think, clearly draw a line between who the film wants you to root for and what actually happened now right or wrong i think it does up to that point i agree with you 100 percent, daniel this is a film that is just i really admired it i was like it's literally not taking sides it's just pointing out what they're saying and doing and then you have to deal deal with that information as you will but when it got down to the to the gubernatorial election you know for example we don't meet uh the the federalist gubernatorial guy until eddie until about over an hour in like an hour and 10 minutes in and beyond that and i watched it a couple of times just to make sure it just didn't hit me the first time but we get an example right before we meet eddie where it's showing garza who is really well spoken really compelling and i mean just shocks he absolutely shocks you because he seems like he's really shy and reserved and he gets up and gives this first speech and it's <laughs> like, what? What did I just see? Where did that come from? He's a really brilliant kid and you'll hear from him again, I'm sure. But it, it has a it has an, a monologue of his and even the score underneath him is this epic and enthralling, soaring thing that makes you feel a certain way. And then it contrasts that with a cut where we meet Eddie, who's the opposing gubernatorial candidate. And the first four or five minutes while we're meeting him, it plays this real plinky like ding, 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 at this completely different score that makes you feel like he's a buffoon. Now, not buffoon is too far, but it's a clear contrast to say okay, this guy is not the guy who should win. Garza is our guy, right? And so that was really the only time, and I'm not saying that I don't agree with that. I just think from a filmmaking standpoint, that was the only time where I really felt like, okay, the filmmakers are are, are picking sides here. And it's weird that we didn't meet Eddie uh, until that late uh, into, into the process. And even so, at the end, I was shocked when Eddie won. And so, because yeah. I just felt like the way that this is cut together with his speeches and it, it keeps doing these cutaways, they're at the lunch table and Garza has Federalist people that are with him saying, hey, we're going to vote for you and all this. They really set it up as if it's going to be a done deal to play up the shock when he doesn't win. So that's my only beef with the whole film. And even that is a minor one. It's not a not a deal breaker. That was that only window where I felt like, oh, okay, that's this is not quite fair here. And then they went right back to the end, and and I loved it for sure. But I did want to read something that I thought was really interesting because as soon as this was over, I had to start researching what in the heck is voice date <laughs> yeah, and all this yeah. other stuff. So one of the kids, and you may remember when at the very beginning when they're in the chambers and each one is coming up and they're proposing laws and all that stuff. The boy, I made a reference to it at the early, at the beginning, but the the boy who made the uh, suggestion that anybody who buys a Prius should have to be relocated to Oklahoma, (laughs) which, you know, 17-year-old kids are so stupid. He actually wrote a letterboxed review on this. And so, with your permission, I would like to read this. What? I'm fascinated. Because it's really awesome. Okay, so let me read it. And and I read this after coming to my opinion. It just kind of reinforces what, what I felt a little bit, but it's also a unique perspective. So, Uh, His name is Harrison, and he says, Guys, I can now say that I've been featured on an A24 film. Never thought I would say that. For those that have seen it, I'm the kid that goes up to the stand and proposes we relocate Prius drivers to Oklahoma. What a clip to be remembered by for the rest of my life. 
But in all seriousness, here's a review of Boy State from someone who actually attended the 2018 Texas Boy State. And he says, for the past two years, ever since I attended Boy State, I've tried to explain to people what it's like, tried to explain what the atmosphere was like, and I've never been able to truly do it. This documentary, however, perfectly encapsulates what Texas Boy State was like. They did a fantastic job, and for that, I applaud them. My only complaint for the film would be how they misportrayed Eddie. I will just simply say this. Almost everyone at Boy State loved Eddie. He was incredibly charismatic, smart, and a great politician. He ran circles around everyone he debated. Eddie knew what he was doing, and he was good at it. And the documentary really didn't show any of this since he wasn't one of the main four subjects. They didn't show much of him at all, which honestly was slightly disappointing. They kind of portrayed him as underqualified, who only gets votes because he had Texas values. However, the truth is that Eddie really dominated the Boy State, and it wasn't a surprise when he won. Hmm. But then he wraps it up and says i did really enjoy this documentary it was fun and interesting and i hope it wins oscars for best documentary if it does i will be crediting myself as an oscar winner (laughs) so anyway all that all that to say that was really that before i read that that was really the only thing is like two-thirds into this movie i thought this is going to be in my top five documentaries of all time and then it just pulled that a little bit and i was like oh that's too bad but but even still i'm I'm with you daniel i love this movie and i cannot recommend it enough that people should absolutely see it especially because yeah. it's on Apple Apple Plus or whatever. Go see it. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, I, I think cl- clearly I, it's, I still, you know, loved it a bit more than you. But sure. um, I, I definitely was – I was shocked um, at least that they didn't do any follow-up interviews with Eddie, you know, because it, so right. cl- it was so clear with Renee that they weren't following him. And then they were like, whoops, this yeah. is a great guy. We need to follow him. And so yeah. it was kind of like, why didn't you do that with – Eddie like and and right. it, it kind of was that was very surprising because it just it felt it definitely felt lopsided no question um, I, it didn't bother me as much because of course we got a root for somebody you know so I sure I, you know, absolutely so that, that worked for me but uh, it was it was just surprising that we didn't know anything about him you know all we saw were a few clips in yeah even and when it's it, even when it talked about their campaign, we were focused on Ben, you know, and yeah, so definitely. Yeah. And I think the first time we see his name, it's like an hour and eight yeah. or ten minutes in. So right. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that was that was definitely surprising, and I, and I agree with you. I think they should have at least done a couple interviews with him after the fact. Um, sure, but they didn't do that. And and it, it but that's is, a minor nitpick because yeah. this movie overall is great. It's fascinating to hear that review. I, thanks for reading that. I had not come across that because. It does make me re, you know, it's just fascinating to hear that perspective, hear him say very clearly, it was a surprise to no one that Eddie won. And that's the thing about documentary filmmaking having a point of view, or we've talked about this in the past, that it's totally appropriate for the documentary filmmaker to have whatever point of view they want. Absolutely. And so this one chose to focus on a super compelling character in Garza, but they definitely crafted a story in a way that made it feel like what happened was unexpected. So it was, but then that's fine because it's still thrilling and, and great. Yeah. Yep, uh, I I really I really um, all, even even with all of that I, I I I just can't recommend this highly enough because it's just so all of, all of the tones most of all hope I mean I I really was so inspired uh, by Stephen and by Renee Y'all, okay we're in spoiler section so when Renee yeah. when he when they try to vote him out it's amazing and it's like whatever. 11 people and he turns yeah, and says like, maybe yep. you should form an intramural basketball team i <laughs> He's, he said maybe it. you should take your small group and form an intramural basketball <laughs> I team. i lost it i like uh, the, the next three or four minutes i don't know what happened in the movie because i was just like 
Is this you, real? Is this scripted? What is going on? And you it was know, in se- with 17-year-old boys in that room, they were all like, ah! <laughs> yes. you know. Um, uh, yeah, Renee is a fantastic character, and he's clearly has liberal sensibilities sure. in, a, in a room that is clearly conservative sensibilities. And what I loved about it, and wh- what I really do agree with you, Daniel, is that regardless of what was said, regardless of what was done, he it was always calm, always yeah. respectful. And, and Garza, in particular, mm-hmm. I thought was fantastic, who said, I may not agree with your perspective, but I will always be respectful and listen to it, and I promise you I will listen to it. What we would expect from our adults that we don't get. Right, um, right. And so... It was really a beautiful, hopeful message, like you're saying, where you walked away and you felt like there is a pathway where we can disagree and yep. yet still be respectful and come together. Exactly. And I loved Renee's line at the end. <laughs> I, I, my laugh out loud line was when he was talking about Ben's smear campaign, where he essentially said, oh, it's bias and all this stuff. And whether that turned the room or not. One of the things he said, he's like, I don't hate the guy. I'll never hate the guy. He's a fantastic politician. And then he leans forward and he says, but I don't think being a fantastic politician is a compliment either. And <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah, like, so that is so awesome. Oh, it's man. so the great. The dude is 17. I, was, I, I know. Was, yeah, I know. For, for both Renee and Steven, I, I admired so much um, the, the impact that they were able to have being both clearly, you know, liberals in the room. Absolutely, for sure. And, and, yeah. And, they were probably, I mean, at least from what the documentary shows, vastly, I mean, I would be surprised if there are a, sure. a handful of other liberals in that room. I mean, room. I think out of 1,200, you probably had 50 or 100 sure. that were left-leaning. But the fact that they, they got the two highest mm-hmm. positions in their party yes. really says something. It was really remarkable. And and that's why, again, I go back to no matter where you fall on the spectrum, I think this is an it can be an enjoyable experience because it's never trying to convince you of a policy yeah. or a position. Yep. It's just convincing you of uh, how should government work in terms of relating to people. And so that, that was really, uh, yeah, that was really remarkable. So, yeah. Agreed so, yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah, I recommend it strongly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so there you go. Uh, so that's our review of Boy State. Um, uh, I definitely agree. I, I think it should be in contention for Best Documentary. I think it will be. I think it will definitely be in contention. Listen, so. it's going to be the same heartbreak with documentaries. Something weird's going to happen. It won't even yeah. get nominated. That's probably true, actually. Which yeah. is a bummer. So, front runners will not get nominated. That's That's been the run for about three years now. So Yeah, yeah. All right, and with that, let's move to our favorite game here in the Screeners Podcast, Flick Chart. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, and tonight we revisit the game of FlickChart.com, the Screeners Podcast. We've been working on hundreds of movies to create our top 20 of all time list. And tonight we're going to go at it again. A quick reminder of the rules. If there is a tie, the odd person out breaks the, the tie. Uh, and so tonight, uh, with only three of us, this should be very interesting. Now, if two of us have seen a movie, a third one hasn't, and we're on opposing sides, we go to Rotten Tomatoes to break the score. Uh, just as a quick reminder, our current top five is as follows. Number five is Aliens. Number four is Alien. A lot of alien love there. Number three is The Wizard of Oz. Number two is Jaws. And number one currently is the Shawshank Redemption. I didn't realize Alien was in our both 
That's crazy. <laughs> Four and five. <laughs> I think Chris may have been on our last show, and that's yeah. probably why that happened. <laughs> so, so here we go. We're gonna uh, we're gonna jump through this fairly quickly tonight and see if we can whittle that down and add some more movies to the list. You can follow us at flickchart.com and search for screeners podcast. All right, our first matchup is Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince versus Steven Spielberg's Hook. From 1991. I feel like we've never gotten either of these films. This is great. I don't right, think so, so either. Daniel, Which let's one's go the Half Blood Prince? Six. 2009, num- yeah, number six. I gotta remember. Before what's the two parter, that was number seven. So, oh, okay. Daniel, what do you got? Uh, so, this is a real battle for nostalgia versus. I don't know what I would describe Half Blood Prince. So, I, I have nostalgia for Hook for sure. But I, there's no question that Half-Blood Prince is a better movie. And it's my favorite Harry Potter movie, actually. Oh, okay. He feels strongly about it. April, what about you? I'm going to also go with the Half-Blood Prince, Chad. Oh, well, I probably would have gone with Hook, but it doesn't matter. So I've lost that one. Uh, we have an, our next one. It is Independence Day, the original from 1996, also against Hook from 1991. I will go first. Ooh, this is a hard one for me. Because Independence Day is not really good, but I love it. I love it. And Hook is also not very good, but I love it. <laughs> I'm going to go Independence Day. I'm going to go Independence Day in the upset over Spielberg. Uh, April, what do you got? Um, I'm going Hook. Daniel? Ooh, deciding vote. Uh, uh-huh. It's actually really easy for me on this one. Yeah, Independence Day for sure. That's Yay, a that's yeah. a surprise. Yeah, great Independence movie. Day. All right, now we have Tom Hanks Big from 1988 versus Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Daniel, Ew. let's go to you. <laughs> Wait, I got so distracted with Indiana Jones. What was the first movie? Big, Tom big. Hanks oh. Big. Uh, yeah, it's big. I mean, come on. I, now, I am an ardent defender that Kingdom of the Crystal Don't Skull is it. not as bad as everyone Don't thinks do it. it is. No, it is. No, it's not it as bad. It's yeah, not, it's, it's worse. Bad. It's worse. Aliens okay, so, do not belong in Indiana Why Jones not? Movies. Melting zombies? Melting uh, Nazis yes. do? But yes. not aliens? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. No, not aliens. Aliens is a whole different type Get of out of here. supernatural. Just vote for Big sci- then. It's no. a better movie. <laughs> big, it is definitely big. All right, which brings us now to the Royal Tannenbaums versus Men in Black Part 2 from 2002. And we'll reverse it now and go to you, Daniel. Oh, that's immensely. Men in Black Two sucks. The worst one of the three. Uh, yeah, so Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> I actually April, haven't seen agree? Royal Tenenbaums. Okay, I have, and so it's definitely Royal Tenenbaums. So we will go with that. We now have interesting. I am an ardent defender of this film, even though not a ton of people love it. The Last Samurai, two thousand and three, versus M Night Shyamalan's second feature, Unbreakable. Ooh. April, what do you got? Oh gosh, this is a good one. That is a good one. Um, it's been a while since I've seen either, but I'm gonna go with the Last Samurai. Last Samurai, okay, Daniel. Oh man, that's a that's a good matchup. It's a tough because they're both pick. Yeah, like April. They're, they're both movies I like. I don't think about ever. Right. Uh, but then when you do, you're like, man, those are really good. Yeah, they're both good. Mm-hmm. They're both solid. Not not neither of them are like so incredible that I love them. They're both just like, oh yeah, they're both really solid uh, yeah, uh oof, man yeah i guess i'll go last samurai it's probably better last samurai i i would also go with the last samurai although i really love unbreakable yeah unbreakable's great uh, it's really good all right we have the godfather part two versus the matrix 
Reloaded. That would be a more interesting question <laughs> if it was just The Matrix. I will start. It's The Godfather Part 2. Uh, Daniel, your thoughts? Yeah, come on. Godfather Part 2, obviously. April? Agreed. All right, Godfather 2 it is. Uh, now we have the Royal Tannenbaums again versus The Fountain from 2006. The Fountain. Uh, let's go back to you, April. I haven't seen Royal Tannenbaums. Okay, Daniel? Ready for a shocker? I have not seen The Fountain. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so this is a haven't seen it. it. The answer is the Royal Tannenbaums, but we will do haven't seen it. Which leaves us Royal Tannenbaums versus the original Rocky. You know where I stand on that. It's Rocky. And so April has not seen Royal Tannenbaums. Daniel, where do you land? Oh, so easily Rocky. Uh, Rocky it is. They're going to keep giving us Royal Tannenbaums. Yep. All right. Now we have, and, and I don't know if you guys saw this version, the 2005 version of Fantastic Four versus Bruce Almighty from 2003. And oh, let's go to April. April. Wait, which one's the 2005 one? Is that the one with... It's Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. Yep, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. Okay, I got distracted. What was the second movie? Bruce Almighty. Oh. Uh, oh, this is so easy. Come on. I'm going Bruce so Almighty. Easy. Bruce Almighty. Yes, yes. come yes. on. Bruce Almighty I was trying to remember. Was that... Was the That's Fantastic the one with Steve Carell. Yes, yes. Bruce Almighty. Fantastic Four is fine. It's really not it's, horrible. It's, it's just like fine. Wasn't and, there a sequel to Bruce Almighty? And yes. Evan Fantastic Almighty. Four. That's the one I was... Yeah. Okay. Bruce Almighty. Yes. Bruce yeah. Almighty's great. Bruce yes. Almighty's legitimately yeah. great. It's legitimately funny. That's the one with the Steve Carell breakout thing where he's at the at the anchor desk, right? Yes. And, brilliant. And he has brilliant. the whole thing. All right, this is interesting. No, it's not. Never mind. Meet the Parents, <laughs> although it's pretty good. Meet the Parents, 2000, uh, versus Saving Private Ryan, 1998. Oh, it's Saving Private Ryan, right? Yeah, Can we go on come that on. one? Oh, I, I love Meet I love Meet the Parents. But yes, Are you going to vote Meet the Parents over Saving Private Ryan? There's mm-hmm. no shame. I mean, you've already embarrassed yourself with Dumb and Dumber <laughs> as your greatest film of the decades. So. I mean, I had to be honest. Um, no, no, go Saving Private Ryan. All right, Saving Private Ryan. Let's do a few more, then we'll jump into our top 20. Uh, We have the 2005 Peter Jackson-directed King Kong versus the 1981 film that I bet neither of you have seen, but I have, Excalibur from 1981. Is this is the have-not-seen-it group? Uh, I don't think so. All right, Excalibur is dismissed. Which makes this more interesting. Now we have monster versus monster. The 2005 King Kong versus the original 1987 Arnold Schwarzenegger feature Predator. What do we have? Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm going King Kong. Interesting. Daniel? It literally doesn't even take a second for me to, to get to this answer. It is easily King Kong. It's not even freaking close. King Kong is, that is- so good. So dumb. Predator's okay. The original Predator is... Don't got time to bleed. What are you talking about, Daniel? The original Predator is fantastic. The Peter Jackson King Kong is mediocre at best. It's phenomenal. And the... Mediocre at best. But unfortunately, I'm outvoted. Where are you when I need you, Chris? (laughs) All right. uh, A couple more. We've got Starship Troopers, 1997, versus A Bug's Life from 1998. We're getting movies kind of around the same time period, so this is an interesting comparison here. Uh, I'll start with this one. I really like A Bug's Life. I think it's super charming, but I love Starship Troopers. I think it is a sci-fi almost masterpiece. It's great satire. I love it. So Starship Troopers for me. Daniel, what do you got? I barely remember Starship Starship Troopers. I know I've seen it, but 
Uh, I don't have strong feelings towards it, so definitely a bug's life for me. April? I know where this is going. You guys were like 14 when this came out, and you're like, bug's life. 14. A bug's life? I was way younger. Yeah, I was like like (laughs) seven. Perfect. Even better. Even better. Um, Yeah. I'm going to go with Bug's Life because I remember it more. (laughs) Okay, we need to end this game right now. (laughs) All right, we have William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet from 1996. Yes, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. And Superman Returns from 2006, the Brandon Routh version that was supposed to relaunch the Superman franchise. I will start... And I would go Superman Returns. I think Roman and Juliet is fine, but I think Superman Returns is okay, too. And it had that cool plane sequence, so there you go. Uh, April, what do you got? I honestly barely remember either of these movies, but I'm going to go with Superman Returns, too. Daniel? Yeah, I don't really like Romeo and Juliet. And Superman Returns is it's a, it's a good movie. It's not great, it's fine. but it's, it's good. So, uh, yeah, there you go. All right, we've got Toy, 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 blah, 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 what I'm trying to say. We have Toy Story 2 versus the original Ghostbusters. Now, this is getting interesting. So, uh, Daniel, let's go to you. The original Ghostbusters and Toy Story 2. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, pretty easy. I love Ghostbusters, but yeah, Toy Story 2 for sure. Okay, April? Mm, No, Ghostbusters. Oh, the surprise pick. Interesting. I did not expect that. Oh, man. I actually didn't love Toy Story 2. I mean, I, I liked it, but... It was, I think it's my least of the three. Interesting. They're, they're I think now. it's maybe Easy one of the least best of, of the two. Oh, sorry. Four is least <laughs> of the four. Two. Okay. Snakes, yeah. I gotcha. Um, I am super nostalgic for Ghostbusters. I mean, absolutely. But I think Toy Story 2 is a masterpiece. So you got Ugh. a friend in me. There it is. Mm. All right. We, <laughs> okay, I've got to do this one just because it's funny. A Bug's Life versus Rain Man. So there we go. Both came out in 1998. Uh, I will Rain start. Man I will. Rain Man came out in 88. I'm sorry, 88. Excuse me. Um, so I will go with Rain Man and listen to you two now pick a Bug's Life because it was <laughs> in your childhood. Okay, April, go ahead. What do you got? I actually haven't seen Rain Man. Oh wow. Oh okay, Daniel. No. Oh, man, that really is tough. Um, I gotta think on that one. Um. I'll go with... Sure, I'll concede to you, Chad. I'll give you this one. We'll go with Rain Man. Thank you. All right, it is Rain Man. All right, now let's jump in very quickly. Jump into our top 20. Uh, Actually, let's make it our top 50, so there's a little bit more variety. And we'll do five of these and then five in our top 20 and call it a night. All right, our top 50 now, whittling it down. We have Back to the Future Part 3 versus Children of Men from 2006. Uh, I will start, and I will go Children of Men. Uh, April, what do you have? I have not seen Children of Men. Wow. What? Really? Yes. What? I know. I know. You should watch that. I do. Sure. I need but you to. need to watch you, you Scream. I feel like I'm ruining this game. <laughs> no. No, Josh, we played this game 14 times, and Josh watched the combined eight movies in it, so it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, Daniel, do you have a, a pick here? Yeah, it's definitely Children of Men. If, if, that would be a really hard conversation if it was part one, but yeah, part three, for sure. definitely Children of Men. We have, again, Back to the Future Part 3 versus the original film, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from 1971, wow. Daniel. There's no question. This is, is so good. easy. This is so easy. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, sure. I'll go with Willy Wonka. Okay, April. Sorry, what was the other one? Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka and Back to the Future Part 3. Oh. 
actually hated Willy Wonka. It was super creepy. I'm going back to the future. Yeah, no. Willy Wonka is an all-time great. It's Willy Wonka. No. How dare you? Oh yeah, God. I can't help it. You watched it when you were four and you got scared. <laughs> it's still Fair. great. It's Fair. It's still great. Man, it's making us, it's trying to will, it's trying to make us make a decision here. We have the original Toy Story versus, again, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Wow. Okay, Daniel? Toy Story, for sure. Easy. April, we know it's Toy Story yeah, for it's you. Yeah, Toy Story. I would actually have to really think about this because Willy Wonka is Come near and dear on. to my Get heart. Out. No, it is. It is. Oh, it's a great movie. I'm not saying it's not a great. I'm not. I'm not pulling an Listen, April here. But you don't. Don't. Don't attack my nostalgia. What does okay? pulling an April is, mean? Well, just saying. You know. Mm-hmm, yeah. I know what it means. All right. Reservoir Dogs, 1992 versus the original Star Wars, 1977. I will go Star Wars. April. For all the crap I gave it earlier, I will also go Star Wars. Okay, Daniel. For sure, Star Wars. All right, two more. Uh, we have, again, Back to the Future Part 3 versus 2008's Kung Fu Panda, the original. <laughs> Wait, that's in all. our top 50? <laughs> it is. It currently <laughs> is. So, Daniel, it's to you. Which one do you pick? Wait, was it Back to the Future Part 3 versus Back that? to the Part 3, yeah. <laughs> it really uh, look, wants this as a referendum on Back to the Future Part 3. I guess so. What a weird... <laughs> What a weird choice of two movies. Uh, uh, Kung Fu Panda is great, but uh, yeah, part, Back to the Future Part 3. Okay, April? Same. Man, I loved Kung Fu Panda, the original. I thought it was great, but yeah, it's Back to the Future Part 3. All right, and our last one in our top 50, we have... Ooh, now for me, this is an interesting choice. Empire Strikes Back from 1980 versus Spider-Man 2 from 2004 yes. Tubby McGuire known exactly right April it's your turn oh man I'm going Spider-Man 2 woo quick with the quick trigger and Daniel man oh man uh yeah that is a great matchup wow it is Spider-Man uh, 2 is an all time great comic movie there, there are no great wrong movie. answers here I don't think um definitely obviously there's more nostalgia with Empire and it's so much more connected to a universe. But Spider-Man 2 is just really well done. So stylistic. I think I'm going to go with Spider-Man. I got to do it. Whoa. This is an upset. This is an upset. I would have voted for Empire, but it would have been very close. But Spider-Man 2 moves on. And with that, we will now jump into our top 20. We have Chicago Oscar winner 2002 versus... Jerry Maguire. Here we go. Can I vote first? Daniel's out on this one. April, what do you got? I'm not out for the record. I vote for Chicago. No, you're out. Okay. Jerry Maguire. Yes. Yes. Oh, it is Jerry Maguire. Bam. <laughs> yes. I love it when there's only three. This is great. Uh, <laughs> we have Chicago versus Children of Men. April hasn't no, seen out. Children of yeah. Men. Damn. My vote would be Children of Men. Daniel. That's really good. I love both movies a lot. Uh, I'll go... Sure, I'll go Children of Men. Yeah. Children of Men it is. All right, three more. We have the original Die Hard 1988 versus 1975 Jaws. April, what do you got? Uh, I know you're going to hate me, Chad. Uh, yeah, um, right. Yeah, but I, it's like one of my favorite Christmas movies, so Die Hard. Yeah, it's not a Christmas movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, Daniel? 
It is a Christmas movie, but it's one of my favorite action movies, period, regardless of the holiday. And yes, so is Die Hard. What? Why? Why? We're not playing. We are not (laughs) playing Flick Chart anymore with it's just you two and me. This is never happening again. This is not fair. I'm getting outvoted by these young children that just want to vote what they like because they're kids. Jaws is one of the best movies ever made. Ever. It is good. No, it's one of the best movies ever Mm, made. It's pretty long. It's Die Hard. No. (laughs) It is. Die Hard is a classic. It is a classic. Not one of the best movies ever made. Debatable. Debatable. All right. Who framed Roger Rabbit? My whole world's defeated at this point. I (laughs) I give up. He's so upset. Who framed Roger Rabbit versus The Empire Strikes Back? Uh, I'll go with Empire. April? I'll also go with Empire. Yeah, I'll go with Empire. All right, and we have two more, and then we'll call it a night. Man, again, you have Chicago versus Aliens, the second, 1986, the sequel. Uh, Daniel, what do you got? Very close. I love both movies. I'll, I'll go with Aliens, though. April? I really want to kick Aliens out of our top five, but I just feel like something else should be in our top five when there's oh, already fair. Alien. That's fair. Any, anyway, um, but I'm going to go Aliens because I don't like yeah, Chicago. Yeah, it's Aliens. That's... That's my vote you as well. You don't like Chicago? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's great. I don't mm-hmm. hate it. Dun, da, da, da. All right, here we go. We have 1986, Stand By Me, and The Empire Strikes Back. What do you got, Daniel? This is a tough one, I think. Yeah, that's a tough one. Very, very different movies. Uh, boy, I'll, uh, I'll go Stand By Me. Stand by me. Okay, April. Interesting. This is tough, but I'm actually going to go Empire. I love Stand By Me. I was 11 years old when Stand By Me came out. Mm. Um, and I had just started reading uh, Stephen King's stuff. My parents didn't know about it, but I was sure reading it. <laughs> um, and when this came out and I got to see it on VHS, was like one of the first times I had a movie, which I had read the book and it just blew my mind. That said, I still have to vote Empire, but just barely. What a long lead-up just for misdirection. <laughs> That's right. Good. Nice. I know how it feels nice. when you vote against Jaws and all the time. Yeah, I didn't um, do a lead-up, though. Like, I was going yeah. to vote for Jaws. Mm, well, you should have. Uh, if you're going <laughs> to stab me in the back or stab me in the face, you should make, make it me, dramatic. You know, dread it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's do one more just because this is an interesting comparison, and it gets to April's earlier point about all the alien love in our top five. This is Alien, the original, 79, versus Schindler's List from 1993. April, is Schindler's List better than Alien? Oh, man. My silence is just because I'm thinking. Ugh. I, guys, I'm going to go Alien. Ooh, okay. Wow. You had a chance there. She, she I know, said Alien. I know, but ugh, Schindler's List is great, but it's... It's tough. Tough to watch. Anyway, okay, continue. Daniel. Oh, wait. Didn't you, like, just watch that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not <laughs> yeah. bring that up. Continue. <laughs> uh, is it is it to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Schindler's List is phenomenal. It's a, it's an excellent movie. It's it's also a very upsetting movie, naturally. Uh, and so it's it's just not nearly as uh, rewatchable for understandable reasons as Alien. And so I've watched that more, so I love it more. So there you go. Alien is my pick. Okay, that's fair. I think 
Schindler's List is probably a better film. Uh, but it doesn't matter because you guys, again, picked Alien. So you would have so picked Schindler's List? I think I would have. I think I would have. All right. Although I agree. it's I don't. I would rather watch Alien for sure. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I don't see any changes in our top five, but we do see some new entries into our top ten. Die Hard jumped out of uh, the bottom of the 20 all the way up to number nine. Thanks Woo! to you two. Right. Um, Empire Strikes Back fell to number seven, and Spider-Man 2 jumped to number six. Wow. Our top five remains the same. Aliens uh, at number five, Alien at number four, Wizard of Oz at number three, Jaws, thankfully, is still number two, uh, and The Shawshank Redemption sits atop our all-time best films. Man, Wizard of so, Oz needs to get out of there. You wow. better stop it. <laughs> I mean, it's a great film, but top five... Anyway. This is one of the most influential. Is it just because we haven't ever. got to all the movies in your I mean, running list? Like that's part of it. Part of it for sure. Hmm. All right, and that will do it for another episode of the Screeners Podcast. Thank you so much for watching. We hope you had a wonderful time. And please write, email, carrier pigeon, text April and Daniel your supreme disappointment at their choice of Die Hard <laughs> over Jaws, and I will share it with the world on the next show. But until then, we'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.